So you all are going to pledge, right? You better be seated. After readings like these, terrifying as they are in some ways, I wonder why more of us don't make a mad dash for the door instead. Take this grumpy reading from Amos. Amos was a grumpy prophet's prophet who was declaiming his hard-hitting, threatening words at the peak of the ancient Israelites' military and economic might, a time of prosperity and abundance. Amos, you can well imagine, redefines the Hebrew version of the voice crying in the wilderness, a gloomy Eeyore for the Davidic dynasty happily living it up. Then there are these words from the letter to the Hebrews, declaring God's word sharper than a sword, separating soul from spirit, joints from marrow, and all that. That's hair-raising enough on its own, don't you think? And then there's the profoundly enigmatic, if not vexing, gospel passage for today. A teaching so radical in its call to holy poverty that he can even make those of us living paycheck to paycheck wonder if what we give is even close to enough. So taken together today as a whole, our scripture readings remind me of a scene from the pop romantic comedy Two Weeks Notice, which makes its way into our DVD player at home on occasion. Hugh Grant stars as the New York City developer George Wade, Sandra Bullock stars opposite him as George's reluctant attorney, Lucy Kelson, who sports a significantly bigger social conscience than her billionaire boss. In the not-so-brilliantly written, but sometimes hysterically funny and sardonic plot, there comes a point when George meets Lucy's mother. And she is a radical liberal's liberal. Think of the 1960s variety. And she makes it clear to George that he is far from her favor with all of his affluence. At one point, she calls Lucy and says, I don't know why you went to work for that philandering robber baron in the first place. Later, George muses about Lucy's mother. She's terrifying, he says. I thought she was going to kill me and feed me to the poor. In today's gospel, with Jesus teaching this rich young man about his need for radical poverty, Jesus' disciples are none the wiser. They, like us, live in a world where material abundance is perceived as a measure of God's favor. Now, we don't talk about it in divine terms these days, but many of our celebrities are just that, because their affluence speaks to secular society about them somehow being more favored than the teeming masses, a cut above the rest of us, and how we delight in their falls from grace. It's hard for us not to imagine, as the disciples must have done, that the kingdom of God meant streets paved with gold and overflowing abundance, perhaps even economic, if not military might, for all the righteous <laughs> So didn't the wealthy, like the young man in the gospel, who was so faithful to his spiritual tradition, 
didn't he have the kingdom already in his material security? It was a clear reward, surely, for his fidelity. So how was it hard for him to enter the kingdom when he was at least all but there? And where did that leave the masses in their grinding poverty, which so clearly demonstrated that they were somehow out of divine favor after all? Who then, the disciples ask, can be saved? But for all of us who live in the materially abundant West, where all of us, even the least among us, have more resources than the vast majority of humanity, we know that we are no closer to God's reign simply by virtue of our wealth than the poorest of the poor. Truth is, many of us wrestle with the teachings of our tradition. This promised divine favor for the least of these the nameless at the gate, the destitute. Somewhere I think we harbor in our hearts that awful fear that at some point in the future someone like Amos or Lucy's mother might come along in the name of God and threaten to kill us and feed us to the poor. You know what I mean? But we forget so quickly that astonishing verse right in the heart of today's gospel story. That in language clearer than almost anywhere else in the New Testament, God in Christ gazes at this rich young man and loves him. Just as God in Christ gazes at us, right through us and into our hearts, and loves us radically, unrelentingly, unequivocally, knowing everything about us, even more than we know about ourselves. The first are last, and the last are first. A love impossible for us is possible for God in Christ. The teaching for the disciples, for the rich young man, and for so many of us generations later is that God's grace and indeed the kingdom of heaven is not measured by our material abundance. The grace of God in our lives is instead measured by our generosity. A generosity that is measured not in the price of gold or the value of portfolios or property, but in bread broken like hearts broken open in a cup overflowing with the generosity and love that God has for us. And when we truly start to believe that, and not only believe it, but live into that faith, we cannot help but become generous stewards of what we have received. Because like the rich young man, we are invited by our God to learn that when we give out of our abundance and even give away our righteous sense of entitlement to those who appear to be the least of our neighbors, we take another step towards freedom from that awful clamor that our material abundance brings to our lives. We begin to remember that it really doesn't belong to us after all, 
And so here's the good news of God's loving word that divides us from our stuff, like cutting joints from marrow. We do not belong to our material wealth. God loves us too much to leave us in that kind of bondage. So be generous this season, my sisters and brothers, not out of fear, but out of gratitude for God's love for you. And see how that opens the door to God's reign in your life. Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.